Breaking news. Unexpected news. Guess who's back? Justin? Uh, oh, well, yes, I, well, actually, yes, I am. For a podcast. Well, Justin... But... Well, okay, let me clarify. I am not asking... Um, or I'm not giving you the answer to who's back. I'm asking you if you know who's back. Because your name's Justin. Which happens, I didn't even think about this, happens to be the name of someone else. Uh, yes, a uh, uh, veteran player... Uh, former and now current Hurricane. Um, yeah, he's back. He is back. Um, we are too. Kane's Country Podcast. I'm Brett Finger. Justin Leap is here. Uh, he's As back. always. He's back, yeah. As always. I think uh, I've missed one podcast, I think, ever. Have you missed one podcast ever? Yep, and I remember, I think it was Brian that filled in for me, but I never yeah, missed one. That was a few weeks ago. It, that was When December it was the three of us. And I and I really haven't missed it when it's the two of us, because what's the point? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Justin is back. All the Justins are here. Justin Williams isn't here, but he's in uh, under contract with the Hurricanes. So lots of interesting things going on. I guess we can just start talking about Justin Williams, who signed a contract for the remainder of the year. Over the next few weeks, we're going to see how the Hurricanes get him back into the fold uh, the contract is 700000 uh, base salary. That's prorated, though. So since he's joining, uh, you know, 43 games into the season, that's going to be less than $350 in base salary. But there's upwards of $1.3 in potential bonuses. For 10 games played, it's one hundred For 20 games played, it's hundred k. Mm-hmm. If they make the playoffs, it's two hundred fifty k. If uh, whatever. If we win a round, or for each round one, it will be a hundred k. And if we win the Stanley Cup, it's two hundred fifty k. And My lastly, favorite one right if, here. He, if he wins the Conn Smythe, yeah. it's two hundred fifty k. So, of course, Justin Williams gets a clause in his contract if he wins the um Conn Smythe, because of course, I mean, if the Hurricanes were to make it there, I think we all know who'd win the Conn Smythe. Yeah. Yeah, so um, only he, Mr. Game 7, would get a Con Smythe clause. So, Justin, uh, I think I think we all knew this was going to happen, and it's happened. And what, I mean, thoughts, where does he fit in? What are you expecting out of him? Etc. Um, I don't think expectations are sky high. I mean, I think off the ice and in the voice in the locker room, I mean, the expectations are high in that aspect. Uh, they know what he is. I mean, you just heard the comments um, right before the uh, news is made official of how exciting the room seemed to be that the prospect that he could return. Um, Dougie Hamilton, pretty excited about that. I think Warren Fogel said some stuff, too. Um, Sebastian Ajo posted on Instagram. Yeah, a very close photo of him next to Justin Williams. Yes. It was interesting. (laughs) He's just like, let's go. Let's go. Uh, But, uh, no, I I think he he brings a lot in that locker room. And, and, you know, it's almost like having a second coach, frankly. And who knows, maybe Coach Williams is in the future. But um, as for for what he brings on the ice, I think it's, it's a mixed kind of feeling here. I think he's got, he's going to have to catch up to speed. Uh, This is a team that is, you know, it's in the hunt right now, and they can't let the the pedal off the gas just because of a veteran coming back. Um, I think it's fair to say that, in they my opinion... They foot off the gas pedal? 
Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> he has to, you know, maybe this is just in my opinion, but I think he has to earn it. He's going to have to earn it because oh. right now I think there's a lot of players wow. on each four lines that it's kind of hard to be like, hey, you're definitely out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's tough to say because there was points of last year where there's definitely some stretches where, like, if, the, if this happened last year, there was players that could come out, definitely. But I think the only ones that could maybe be at, at risk are on the fourth line, and I don't think they're going to do that unless they start moving players around. So um, I think everyone's, you know, it's it's tough to knock somebody out, but I, I think he's eventually going to push somebody out. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts on as to who that will be, but I don't see him getting any higher than the third line, I'd say. Um, it would shock me because especially at his age and kind of how those first two lines have gelled anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is a huge positive for the hurricanes. Um, and you know, it is like an early, uh, deadline acquisition almost. So, um, you know, I, I don't think anything could be expected big time in the points department, but you know, if he, if he can finish with 15 to 20, I think that, you know, you could be happy at that. You could be happy at that. So, um yeah fan of this move kind of knew it would happen but it sounds like this is truly it so um we'll see where it goes from there but what if it isn't who knows <laughs> who knows maybe he'll pull a brett Favre and just like not retire just keep like doing maybe he'll deals. maybe go he'll every Jets, year go to the Vikings. he'll sign yeah. on january 9th and or january 8th technically um I think that would be good for him. I mean, he's old. He he needs yeah. some time off, you know. Those. I Absolutely. mean, he's not a young whippersnapper like he used to be, you know. And he's played yeah. a lot of hockey, you know. Just hang out for a little bit and then come back. Um, yeah, I, every, I think everybody feels the same way about Williams. There are a few outlying people who are like, oh, no. This team cannot use more leadership. It cannot use another valuable forward. So... Um, there are some people that think that, um, I don't, I think that he's a, he's, you, you know, exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get a, a, a really good leader in person on and off the ice. And, you know, I think it's just a question of how long will it take for him to get up to speed? Will he be able to get up to speed? Uh, this is something he hasn't done before. He's done a lot of things. He hasn't done this. Um, so you know, what's that transition going to be like? He's been skating for a month or so now, and he practiced today with the team, today being Thursday. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see where where it goes from here. Because um, I do think, like you said, there are, it's, it's really it's tough to kick out someone from, from the bottom six, but I think he starts on the fourth line with Lucas Walmark and whoever – Jordan Martinuk probably um and I don't think it would probably I think it probably makes more sense for him to play uh sporadically at first so agreed agreed rotating him in and out uh with it with him again or whoever um I think that makes sense absolutely yeah I, th- I think you know you can do a load management thing in a way um I know we kind of talked about how that's kind of sacrilegious in in hockey but maybe yes. that gives hollow some nights off yeah, um, exactly. you know, a guy that's ailing, but you know, obviously, I think at this stage of both players' careers, I think you give the edge to 
Paula on a night they're both healthy and need offense. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think on a rotational basis, I think that most of the guys in that room, you know, love him to death. So that they, I think they'd understand a night or two off if that's the decision yeah. in the room by Brindamore. So um, yeah, I, I think yes, sporadic, a rotational basis, and not putting him in this weekend necessarily in order to yeah you know get right into it yeah and i mean depth is a good thing because there will be injuries there have been injuries uh and you know that's that's a really valuable piece of depth that they didn't have uh a week ago they have you know or they don't even really have now but they will have soon a guy who scored 50 points last year and was the captain of the team last year so that's that's a huge piece for them and they they get a big additional depth piece which is a familiar with everything and everyone and knows what his role is um and has a really very you know significant impact in the locker room and they don't they just have to you know they don't have to trade anything for it they get a player who they hope to be good in a top nine role um, and they do it without having to give up really anything. And another note from Don Waddell yesterday was that they will be able to spend roughly upwards of $5 million. They can add $5 million or five to $6 million worth of a contract at the trade deadline if they so choose. So this doesn't have to be the end of the additions for the Hurricanes if we reach the deadline. And, you know, they're, they're third in the Metro or in the first wild card or whatever, and they want to make an addition to some part of their team. And they, they can be able to do that. And, again, they have yeah. six picks in the first three rounds of the 2020 draft. So Yeah, honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know. What, it's, it's insane. It's insane yeah. to have as much wealth as they have right now, um, you know, especially more coming up in the ranks. I think Suzuki's going to be a great player. I mean, you got Reese. You got a bunch of good young guys that haven't even gone to the AHL yet. And then, I mean, you have Gautier down in Charlotte. He's been playing well. And I mean, I think there's just so much, like a, a just so much depth, so much yeah. depth that it's like, yeah, they have five million dollars that they can use at the trade deadline, basically. But are they even going to? Do they need to? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it's tough because again yeah like everyone everyone for the most part except for kind of this recent stretch has been playing well enough that they don't deserve to be out of the lineup so yeah. I don't I don't know and I don't think you tinker with it too much because you know you kind of have a, a semi good thing going I mean they're, they're at a better pace this year than they were last year in in terms of the standing of of where we are right oh, for now sure. oh yeah because at this point last year they were near bottom in the conference. Yeah, they were still trying to get in, like, get some points or, yeah. in general, so. Yeah, and, um, you know, since you bring that up, we can go ahead and talk about um, World Juniors went on, and Canada won the gold over Russia, and a few Hurricanes prospects were, were in this tournament, and notably uh, three players on Team Finland, in Patrick Pistola, uh, yeah. Lenny Killinen, and Anthony Honka. Um, Patrick Pistola led the Finnish team in goals, was second in points, was one of the top three players from the tournament on Finland. Um, he was excellent, a third-round pick in 2019, who was said by many to be a steal at the time, and his World Juniors definitely 
make you feel better about that. Uh, a lot of people thought he was a first-round, early second-round talent. They got him in the third round. Um, Honka played well. Killinen's a 2018 pick. And then, you know, the the return in the Justin Falk trade, Dominic Bach had a really good term- tournament for Germany, and he actually scored in his first game back in the SHL today. So hopefully that jump-starts him and, you know, they're, they're going to be looking good because, you know, they had, they had some good representation there. And like you said, there's a lot in the pipeline. Um, also, Jack Drury was on the U.S. team, a center. Um, so, yeah, uh, a lot of stuff to be excited about. Um, so now, as we, as, we get, as we take a look closer to North America, um, the Hurricanes. Want to talk about the Hurricanes? Sure. All right, let's talk about the Hurricanes. So last week... The Hurricanes went 1-2-0. It was an interesting week of Hurricanes hockey. Uh, a loss against the Capitals, a loss to the Lightning, and then a very important win over the Flyers on Tuesday night. Uh, Capitals game, Lightning game, bad starts, really strong finishes. The Caps game, they lost 4-3 after coming back and not quite getting there. Lightning game, they went down 3 nothing. was a really rough game. And then the final half of the third, they made a, a pretty significant push, but they only got one in the Flyers game. They went down two nothing early. They scored four unanswered. Then Philly tied the game, and then Dougie Hamilton had a whew, just an unbelievable shift in overtime to win it for the Hurricanes. So, Justin, last three games. What are your takeaways? They they beat a Metropolitan Division team that isn't the Capitals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but then loss to the Capitals. So ah well, and then yeah, yeah you know it's yeah whatever. So there's two teams that I think always have the Hurricanes number, and that's the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. For they some beat the reason, Lightning earlier this season can't. twice. But they come on, man, they just can't do come it. They, it. Last year they barely could too. They, mean, what do you mean they have their that number? Was a stacked Lightning team to be fair, but also one very hard turn side note that just popped into my head the san jose sharks i saw they're like fifth to last right now that is insane to me insane sorry anyway um <laughs> so yeah the this isn't the san jose sharks podcast Justin. i don't know what disappointed you're disappointed me kind of this week uh wish they would have beat at least the capitals um but the flyers game yeah they eked that one out for sure they needed um it. they needed it more than anything, of course, especially to the start they had. I mean, they were down 2 nothing early. And it just, honestly, I was like, oh, no, we suck again. You know, like the, <laughs> the GIF or whatever. But, um, yeah, it it was an interesting week. Um, definitely thought they could have made a little more ground in the standings. Because um, they're kind of just, it seems like they're floating right now a little bit. And they're not really making moves. But it's also, you know, it's a ridiculously tough division. Just so stacked. So, yeah. Um, I think you got it. Arizona's not an easy team to play this week. Um, LA, you have to take advantage of. You have to, and then you have to beat Washington in Washington. I mean, that's just you got to beat the teams in your division. It's so so crucial. But um, yeah, yeah, and then you got to take advantage of the games that you probably should win, like LA. But um, they had luck in the Hartford jerseys last time, so maybe again this time. Maybe. So, yeah, this is a big this is a big week. Uh, 
I think against the Western Conference teams, you're just trying to get as many points as possible. And then I think the Washington game uh, is 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 a big one. It's a really big one. Um, they won in Washington earlier this year. They had, they came back. They won in overtime. Jake Gardner scored. Um, so they're they're two and one against Washington this year. A win in DC to close out a good week would be really good. Uh, it's it's needed. I think going three and one against the Capitals in the regular season would be a pretty good thing. <laughs> good, a nice little thing to hang your hat on because uh, Washington's been great. And who knows, they might see each other again in the postseason. That wouldn't be overly surprising. So definitely a, a, a big week. And try to get as many points in those two Western Conference games to close out the homestand and then a big game in D.C. Um, meanwhile, on the farm, Justin, those checkers. Yeah, um, back on track, more or less. Uh, yeah, they've been tearing it up. I just wrote an article when they had five straight wins, but then they won again. So it's now they're up to six again. straight games. They beat Mike Zalucci. Yeah, 10 of their last 12, which is which is very, very impressive. Um, <laughs> they're starting to get themselves yeah, back into the playoff picture. But I think the more than anything is just how much they've outscored their opponents over the past few games. Um, over like a four-game stretch recently, I outscored them like eighteen to three. I mean that's pretty good. So, um, yeah, and and now moving up in overall rankings and goal scoring has been big for them too because that was the problem earlier in the year. They just couldn't mm-hmm. score. They were playing well defensively. They started to get their goaltending back on track after a tough early start. But I mean now they're back on track. So I think they're. Still somewhat of a threat to to make it into a playoff spot, um, but they got to keep up this momentum. But so far, so good as as they turn the calendar year for sure. Yeah, and since being sent back down to Charlotte, Julian Gauthier has points in all seven games he's played. Seven goals, twelve points. He is sixth in the AHL in goal scoring, which is wild. I mean, that's great for him. Uh, yeah, definitely fantastic. a positive sign. And uh, I think uh, a lot of the early issues maybe were just a side effect of all the roster turnover and the new head coach, who isn't really new, but he's new in that role. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, overhaul over the offseason with a lot of guys going elsewhere. So they've, they've definitely seemed to be on quite the bit of, of, a, of a role right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and some more divisional games coming up too that will help them gain some ground. So, um, but also, did you see their fantastic Charlotte Knight jerseys? Oh yeah, I mean, they are they are those They're are good. sharp. Those are really sharp. I really like so, them. I really like those for sure. I mean, man, might have to might have to get one of those. So, oh, yeah. Are um, they, yeah, I mean, I so was some ask, comments. They, yeah, they're, they're so, selling them, right? Yeah, yeah, they're selling. They're selling. And I think also jerseys off the back after that game too. Oh, I nice. want to say I'm not 100 percent certain on that, but um, so some comments today uh, from the David Glenn show by our own Tom Dundon, not our own. Well, he's not ours. Hur- Hurricane's own. So, um, so I'll, I'll read the quote to you, uh, Tom Dundon, on getting an outdoor game. There's two options: the Winter Classic and the Stadium Series. Minnesota already got a Winter Classic. 
but there is still hope we can get the stadium series and we have lots of people working on it. So your thoughts on that and uh, should fans be optimistic for next year? I don't know if they're going to be getting it next year, but they'll get one. Um, I think that seems pretty much a given at this point. It's just a matter of when. I, I didn't think they were going to get a winter classic by any stretch of the imagination, but a stadium series game uh, definitely sounds tenable. And if not next year, then the year after. Um, there, there's with this little bit of a rivalry brewing with Washington. I think that that would be a potential foe. Uh, maybe Montreal. Who knows? Uh, there's, there's probably not Montreal actually. Uh, probably more Washington, the Capitals. And, yeah, I, I think that's well within the realm of possibility. Maybe if they want to do a little bit more of a southern theme, Nashville. But Nashville is getting a game this year. So, we'll see. And I think, uh, or they already got a game this year, I should say. So, there's there are options. And I, I think they will get it. It's just a matter of one. Yeah, and also he says, we and others are trying to convince the NHL that this is the best spot for a stadium series game that that takes a lot of people including nc state and we're working on it so um yeah i mean i think it'd be a lot of fun the the game day experience would be fantastic um they've shown obviously that it can work in different climates i'm sure if you put it in a january february slot you're going to be fine in terms of that um i mean it survived in la in 63 degree weather i think they went to southern california so yeah, that was 63 degree weather in March or something. So, um, yeah, it'll be uh, from that aspect. I think the execution there will be fine. Um, and, and lately, uh, the Hurricanes' attendance has been up pretty dramatically. So, yeah, I think and I think I think for for something like this too, you know, it's not your average games. So, I mean, think of the volume that comes in for playoff games, but times it by more. Oh, it'll sell out. Yeah, because I think the I don't see. I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will, but I think it if will. If it's pull Washington, well. I think it will. I think it'll pull pretty well, um, because I think that people will definitely go out of their way to experience this. Yes, because it 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 is going to probably be kind of like a once in a lifetime experience. Um, I mean, the Canes could probably have an all another All Star game before they would have another stadium series game. Yeah. So, um, it. I think a lot of people would go out of their way, so I, th- I think it would pull pretty well. I think it's sell out, especially in that if venue too. If it's Washington, a team that's uh, an established at this point, um, I think it's fair to say they're pretty established in being rivals with the Hurricanes, based yeah. off of last season and this season. Teams hate each other; they just don't like each other at all. And if you if you pit those two teams against each other, and also factoring in people from dc capitals fans traveling down I, th- I feel like there'd be a decent amount of caps fans who would do that and put that alongside of a hurricanes fan base that has been showing out in pretty impressive fashion this season i think they've had 1800 or i'm sorry eighteen thousand plus fans in like eight of their last 10 home games or something like that they've been doing really well attendance wise um, they have, I think uh, the stat I saw was they have five, they ha- or uh, going back a few games, they had five sellouts in seven home games. They had five sellouts in 2014, 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18, 
18, 19, not including playoffs combined. Like that's insane. And, and five isn't that many. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a testament to, you know, we're seeing these games that are like mid season games being sold out, which is something that hasn't happened in a really, really long time because in years past, it was like, okay, opening night's going to be sellout, but then maybe one more in a season, maybe. So, yeah. um, and to see it be, see sellouts and see it mostly be Hurricanes fans, because even when they were sellouts in recent years, it'd be like, oh, half of them are Boston fans or whatever. Pittsburgh, yeah. Uh, or Pittsburgh fans, Washington fans, whatever. So this is really a lot of promising stuff, and it helps their case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there any other hockey things to mention this week that you can think of? Um, no. I don't think so either. So I think we should get into our off-topic section. Well, this of the... is this is an important one this week. Yeah, off-topic section of the podcast. Um, we should start branding this. What should we name it? We gotta name we'll it a something. Sponsor. We'll we'll get a sponsor. And... Yeah. But I'm sure whatever ad we have in this podcast is a great sponsor. It's great. I think yes. it's great. You don't know what's going in there, so be careful with your I, words. Well, I know before it goes up. Um... You do. I do know. You always know? I do, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, what's the topic, Justin? The topic this week is our football teams have made significant hires. Significant in their own ways, I suppose. Uh, Panthers hiring Baylor head coach Matt Rule and the Giants hiring Patriots special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach Joe Judge. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about paying seventy million dollars for a coach? Hey, it's, not, it's not my money. So I mean, yeah. David Tepper can pay him as much as he wants. David uh, Tepper gets what he wants. Tepper, that who cares? I mean, dude's so damn rich. I mean, seven million, seventy million. I mean, and he owns geez, a soccer on. team who now. Cares? So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not my money. So like, when people are like, "You can't pay a coach that much," it's like, well, I mean. It's this rich guy paying him, you know. So, so it's like it's not my money. Like I'm not paying him seventy million dollars. He can pay him as much as he wants, you know. And as long as he gets the job done, then okay, we're fine. Yes. Um. So he's kind of been a guy that more or less has been called a program builder. Mm-hmm. Um. He turned Baylor around seasons. in pretty remarkable fashion considering the the lofty penalties that were on that program he went from what two wins to ten wins like in a season <laughs> that's pretty amazing and he also yeah. went to temple and won the temple he turned that program around he turned baylor around and now he will look to turn the panthers around yeah so um is this the high, the right hire for you guys in terms of where you're at? I mean, I I think it's kind of a weird transition for you because you don't know whether to rebuild or kind of do a last-ditch effort with maybe a halfway healthy Cam Newton. Well, you know, I, I, yeah. obviously yeah. you know what Christian McCaffrey brings to the table. I think DJ Moore is a promising piece. you got some promising young pieces on defense as well. DJ Moore's great this year. But some of the other parts of the roster, it's aging, um... Or just isn't enough to compete against I the Saints, like, no? 
I feel like there's too much to rebuild. I really do. Um, I think with the quarterback, they can they can be a lot better. Uh, I think Matt Rule in I don't know. Nobody knows any like the, people don't know what he's gonna do. They're just making guesses. I'm I just based on what he did at Baylor and Temple. If he can do the same turnaround job, um, I think he's a perfect fit because there are pieces in Carolina that can be extremely effective on a good football team. And if he wants to turn this thing around quick, you have Cam Newton, who is entering a contract year. He wants to be in Carolina. He just spent almost the whole season off getting healthy. And if he's healthy next year, he's their best bet to win football games. If that's what they want to do, yeah, um, I'm sure they want to win. Football it's games. it's it's because you know maybe they want to rebuild. But when you have Christian McCaffrey and Luke Keekley and all these really good players, I don't think they should rebuild. I don't think they have to rebuild. I don't think it's it's that dramatic uh, that they need that. So if they can get Cam healthy, Matt Rule gets a good coaching staff together. Matt Rule, who did you watch his press conference? Um, no, no, I my just God. saw some Oh, man. Oh. It's like I wake up on Sunday morning, and I go to <laughs> church, and, like, you know, I look up there, and Reverend Rule is up there. <laughs> Reverend Rule. Delivering the best sermon I've ever heard. I mean, oh, he was going wild up there, man. He was yeah. just preaching to the press <laughs> in attendance. It was great. I loved it. I loved watching it. Um, so yeah, I, I hope he's good because <laughs> he's going to be in Carolina for seven years or he's going to yeah. get paid a lot of money <laughs> to Either get, that or get a lot to of get out. <laughs> yeah. To get out. Exactly. Uh, as for us, Joe judge, hiring Joe, you judge, be the judge. Um, Justin. kind of off the radar. Um, I think a lot of people <laughs> thought if anyone was getting out of the Patriots, it was going to be Josh McDaniels, but I don't even think. You know, he's supposed to have this interview with the Browns. I don't think he's going to the Browns. No way. Come on. I don't think he's leaving Bill Belichick's system until he gets the right fit. Because, you know, McDaniels has been coveted by a lot of teams. They kind of always do the due due diligence on him. But I don't think the Browns is the right system for him. I'm not sure. But maybe this is an old takes exposed. I don't know. Um, As for Joe Judge, I mean – I can't say that I know him extremely well. I just know that, you know, you know personally. He's, he's gone from two You've of the greatest, He's gone from two of the greatest coaches ever, Nick Saban Nick in Saban college, Belichick. and then go to Bill Belichick. So I think he's has to at least, you know, picked up some information from them. So um I I'm willing to give it a shot. Um if you it works out, it works out. Yeah, if it works out, it works out. Um and I think, yeah, it, they got to grow together, you know, alongside Jones. So um, I think a lot of people reacted poorly when Daniel Jones was drafted, but I think that you saw enough flashes of brilliance that you're willing to give him some shots, you know, over the next few years. Um, and I think Joe Judge has to come up with a system that, A, protects his quarterback better, and B, doesn't use either simple check downs to Barkley or straight up the gut with Barkley because it's not a way your offense is going to thrive. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give it a it's, shot. Uh, it's, it's I don't really... think it's a home run, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, Gettle, let's, well, Gettleman better hope he got it right because yeah. he has his quarterback. He's next, yeah. He has his coach. 
He, he picked them both. Out. Now he's got to make it happen. Formerly of the Panthers, David Gettleman. Sure. A wonderful football man. A wonderful, wonderful football he, he is fun to listen to if you're yeah. looking for a laugh about uh, just the way he talks and the way he refers this, to things. He yeah, referred well, to the analytics department as computer folk. Yeah, computer folk. <laughs> that was, that was the, computer yeah, that made folk. its way around. That, that made its way around the ESPN that, and some well, of the uh, New York radio. He's yeah, a, he's so. a delight. Yeah, but you know what I, else is delight? I was going to make. I was going to do the same thing. You go ahead. This podcast is a delight, is. and I think that's the end of it. it so. Is. Uh, thank you for listening to Kane's Country Podcast. You can follow Kane's Country at Kane's Country on Twitter, like it on Facebook, and follow it at Kane's Country PIX on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Brett at Brett underscore finger. And you can follow me at Lanky Lape. Um, please give us positive ratings. Someone gave us a one, and let me tell you, if I find you, I will have wow. some strong words for you. Wow. Um, yeah, our rating dropped thanks to you, guy or girl or dog or cat that may have accidentally hit the phone. We don't know. We don't know. We can't make any assumptions. Clearly you don't know. So um, we could go for some five-star ratings. I think this is a quality podcast. Four-star if we're being honest with ourselves, but, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, we'll be back next week, of course, uh, to recap Whaler's Night, so that should be exciting. Uh, Brett, are you going to be covering Whaler's Night? Um, I don't know. Am I? Am I gonna be there? Do you know? I don't know. Let me look. I don't know. Let's let's I know. look. I I didn't expect to be asked this question. Am All I? Right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna be to there. Fill some time. I'm gonna be there Friday. Um, okay. no, Brian's gonna be there Saturday. Ah, so, so unfortunately, oh, no. No fancy jerseys for you. I'll be there Friday against the Coyotes, though. Today, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, no, they come. Yeah, tonight. Great. Um. Yes. And thanks for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.